to The Fulfilled Accountant, the podcast that teaches you how to actually enjoy your work as an accounting or finance professional and have a life. Learn the tools to live with less stress and feel fulfilled, happy, and valuable while also creating the success you desire in your career. If you're finished playing the game by outdated rules, you're in the right place. I'm your host, former accountant and multi-passionate entrepreneur turned life coach, Sarah Nemechek. Being the CEO of your business is a default role when you start a business usually. A lot of women ignore it though and don't feel comfortable with it or simply don't really give much thought as to what it really means to be a CEO and how they approach their business as a CEO or not. In many ways, I think it's kind of uncomfortable to develop and practice being a CEO, especially if you have identified more as a skilled practitioner in the industry that your business is in, or as a nurturing helper type role in the past or currently. And I talked about developing a CEO mindset and what it means to be a CEO in more depth way back in episode eight, if you want more on defining yourself and embracing that title. But today I want to talk about the practice of thinking like a CEO, because it really is a key to your growth as a business owner and for your business. A business without a strong leader is going to struggle. For the purpose of this discussion, being a CEO means taking complete responsibility for your business, nurturing your business, asking better questions, and solving for actual business problems instead of what's wrong with me problems. So to help you actually be a better CEO, I'm going to share three guiding principles for practicing your CEO mindset on a daily basis. It's not about wearing a suit, being a jerk, or going through a checklist to prove anything. It's really about bringing yourself back to these three principles when you find yourself stuck, confused, frustrated, or doubting yourself or your business. Being an effective CEO for your business is a balance of both what you do and how you think about things. A lot of us start businesses because we have skills in a particular area and we want the freedom to share those skills, make money, and live a life the way we want to while we do our business. But we ignore or forget that running a successful business and serving our clients well includes thinking like a CEO and a business owner. We want to make confident, powerful decisions without agonizing over them for days or weeks. We want to have time off instead of working all day, every day, including weekends and vacations. But we're so bogged down in keeping the business running and trying to make sure that we're doing a good job for our clients that we can't find the time or energy to create that separation. And a lot of us get our personal worthiness and self-concept intertwined with our business worth and self-concept so that we forget that we are not actually our business and our business is not us. One of my clients had been in business for a couple of years and was bringing in fairly consistent revenue, but she was working way more hours than she wanted to. Her profit was super low and she was not paying herself regularly or as much as she wanted. Here's what we uncovered. First, she needed to raise her prices because they weren't even covering the cost to provide the services to each of her clients. And frankly, most of her prices reflected what she was doing when she first started which is way different than where she is now. Second, she wanted to streamline her work and not do as many different random things. The strategy piece was simple. We knew exactly what she needed to do, but the challenge was that every decision and action related to doing just those two things felt super heavy and impossible because she saw herself so much as a practitioner that she couldn't let herself think and solve from the mindset of the CEO. 
She couldn't look at her business through that different lens that would let her put those things in place. So we worked through the three principles that I'm sharing with you here to get her thinking at a higher level so she could make those decisions, feel the confidence, trust herself, and see her business value separately from her personal and human value. So here are the three guiding principles to help you stay firmly rooted in your identity as the CEO of your business and to continue to practice the mindset of being your CEO self so that you too can make decisions, trust yourself, and feel confident and certain about the work you are doing. First, remember that you are responsible for giving your business what it needs and guiding it to become what you want to see in the world. It's not the other way around. Don't look to your business to provide you with validation, money, rapid results, fame, a particular identity, or proof of your value as a human. Your business really is like a baby in that you are lovingly creating it and you need to support it long enough for it to develop and become self-sufficient. It will create money and it will create results and it will do all these great things, but not on day one and sometimes not even in year one. Like any baby, it just doesn't happen instantly. That means that you are responsible for figuring out what your business needs, finding that, creating it, investing in it, providing it, and not making anything that goes wrong or comes up along the way a problem. If your business is new, it needs lots of attention and probably a decent amount of cash. Too often, we expect a new business to be like a new job or an immediate replacement for our old job. We think if the business isn't providing us a stable, consistent living right away, we're doing something wrong. That's just not how it works. And I'm all for paying yourself in business. It's really important. But I also know that paying yourself at the expense of reinvesting into your business puts a lot of pressure on your business and on you. It influences how you interpret your results. So it may be that you need to find other sources of cash to take care of your business at whatever stage you're at, if it's not creating what you wanted it to create yet. As you're building your business, think about who you want to be a year, five years, and 10 years from now. Building your business according to that will help you think far enough ahead that you can see the value in slowing down and nurturing your business through every stage of growth instead of pressuring your business to prove something about who you are and what you know right now today. Second, creating your results almost always takes longer, more money, and more effort than you project. Whether it's a new business, a new product or service, or a new project, team, or clientele, launching anything new tends to take a lot more of everything than you anticipate. Do you have the persistence and resilience that you need to keep going and stay committed to your vision? That is part of having that CEO mindset and developing it and practicing it. Are you willing to modify things as you go? Are you attached to a particular method or timeline for getting there? Can you let go of that? Can you find sufficiency and worthiness in yourself all along the path before you have visible, impressive, validating results from your business? Because we all start out full of inspiration, excitement, ideas, and motivation. That's great, right? Because that's what gets you started. That's what compels you to take that first leap. You create a plan for what you think it'll take, you get started, and then as you're going, obstacles come up, distractions happen, and your motivation probably wears off. You have setbacks. Fewer people buy than you thought, or they buy slower than you had hoped. You realize that the cash is going to come in months later than you planned, and you're also going to have to spend more than you had hoped. These are so normal and just so common. Like If this is happening to you, nothing has gone wrong. You're just a normal person starting a business. 
And this is where you start really testing yourself as a CEO. Will you keep going? Will you continue with your plan even when you feel tired or frustrated because you're pretty sure no one is even listening to what you're sharing and you're not even sure if they're going to buy it? Will you offer your thing to a hundred people who say no before you get your first yes? Will you keep going and keep believing in yourself and your business and what you have to offer? Even when people in your personal life minimize your work or don't take you seriously or give you all kinds of that really helpful unsolicited advice that you find highly contradictory to your plan and your goals. This is one reason that I encourage my clients to plan for at least three different scenarios, like maybe the worst case, the likely case, or the this is what I hope happens case, and the holy crap, that's so amazing case because it gives you a chance to see alternatives and decide how you want to feel about each of them. What does each one mean to you? You can try on the outcome before you have it and find motivation in other ways. Find what keeps you going so that you don't have to sit there and only have external evidence to drive you forward. It also helps to test your commitment to your goals. If it will take you twice as long with lots of setbacks on the path, but you know that your results will still happen, what changes for you? This is actually where my clients create some of their most extensive and unexpected growth because it's where you really start to deepen your self-reliance, your self-acceptance, and your self-love. And the reason this is so unexpected is because are those really the things that you came for when you're thinking, I want to find a coach and I want to work on my business and develop my CEO mindset and my self-concept as a business owner? Those probably aren't the things that come to mind, but those are what actually make a change for you in your business. They're what make you into the leader that you are looking to become. And finally, remember that you are in charge of your business. You don't need permission or approval for your decisions. Stop waiting for it. Stop looking for it and stop asking for it. This can look innocent in practice. Like maybe you go and you're polling your friends or your clients, posting on like polls on social media or something, gathering information, quote, market research type stuff, right? And sometimes that can be useful. But if you find yourself crowdsourcing answers because you don't believe in or don't trust your own answers, it's time to check in. Because lots of people have opinions, but none of those people knows you, your business, or your clients as well as you do. And a lot of people with opinions aren't your ideal client or the person who's actually even interested in giving you money. And none of these people with all these opinions who will be glad to fill out your polls and give you answers and unsolicited advice, none of them actually have to deal with the consequences of whatever you decide and put into place. Will every decision that you make turn out exactly the way you envisioned it? Of course not. Sometimes you'll have fall on your face flops and sometimes things will go way better than you ever imagined. But they will always be your decisions, which means you will always get to own the results, good and bad. And here's the thing about being a CEO and an entrepreneur. Every decision leads you to growth. It may be financial. It may be learning. It may be connecting to a new resource, a collaboration with someone new or exposure that you didn't even know existed or was available. Think for a minute about the types of voices that you find yourself listening to or being distracted by. Most often, it's the voices telling you to be safe, play small, don't be seen. You might call it the voice of reason, a reality check, or even just being grounded. But do you know why these feel so convincing and logical? It's because that's what your own brain is offering you. It's socialized into you from years of experience and messages to the point where you really don't even notice it. And we tend to give the most weight to the doubts and fears posed by other people that reflect the doubts and fears already in our brains. Otherwise, we don't even notice them. We're just like, oh, you guys are so silly. 
you know, like it doesn't even have an impact on you if it's not already in your brain. So next time you notice yourself turning away from your own answers, seeking advice or wanting validation that you're on the right path, ask yourself before you reach out to anyone, ask yourself those questions. Spend five minutes, maybe 10 minutes talking it out with yourself. Say it out loud, write it down. You will be surprised just how much insight and decisiveness you have. Then ask yourself why the answers you just found are the best ones and go forward with that. This truly is one of the perks of running your own business. You get to decide, implement your decisions, see them through, evaluate, and then decide how to move forward and what to make the result mean. I work with my clients on making decisions all the time. We make decisions with confidence and we decide ahead of time how they're going to respond and feel depending on the outcomes. And when I say we, they make the decision. I ask them a lot of questions to help them find that on their own and show them how to trust themselves. I don't have the answers. I just have a lot of good methods. And it creates so much more certainty in your decisions. It makes it easier to move forward with action because We've already worked through all the scary or uncomfortable feelings that could come up if the result isn't what you hoped for. Because let's face it, in most cases, the worst case scenario isn't that you're going to be homeless and poor and living on the street. It's that you're going to be embarrassed, laughed at. People will know that you were an idiot, that you did something wrong, or that you didn't know the answer. And that's terrifying for a lot of us. So let's recap the three guiding principles that we talked about here today for practicing your own CEO mindset. One, remember that you are responsible for giving your business what it needs and guiding it to become what you want to see in the world. It is not the other way around. Don't look to your business to provide you with validation, money, quick results, fame, a specific identity, or proof of your value as a human. Two, creating your result almost always takes longer, more money, and more effort than you project. You need to develop your resilience and your persistence in yourself so that you can see the business through and see each decision through and not make it mean something is wrong with you or your business. Your estimates were just that, estimates. And finally, number three, remember that you are in charge of your business. You don't need permission or approval for your decisions. Stop waiting for it, stop looking for it, and stop asking for it. Remember, you started your business for a reason. To keep going with your business and make the impact you want in the world, you need to practice your CEO mindset daily. It's part of the process. And you will be so happy that you kept going and developed this way of thinking in your business. Because running a business gets to be fun and inspiring, but it also takes some work. Choosing your CEO mindset is what keeps the work interesting and keeps you showing up even on the hard days. Feeling frustrated or having setbacks or failures along the way doesn't mean anything has gone wrong. It means you're doing it right. That's why we call it practicing your CEO mindset. It is a practice and it's something you need to do every day to get better and more comfortable with it. So get out there and CEO your way through your business this week. Thanks for tuning in and remember to come back for more each week to keep your brain operating at its highest level so you can enjoy your accounting and finance career while also having a life you love. Want even more tips on living a life you love while feeling less stressed and more fulfilled in your accounting and finance work? Get on my email list where I share new perspectives every week. Seriously, I think you'll enjoy these emails. Sign up at the link in the show notes or by visiting my website at sarahnemachek.com. Music.